Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, where do you put your faith? That's the question. That's the spiritual question. Whom do you trust? Where do you place your trust? Listen now to the prophet Jeremiah from our first reading. Cursed be the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. And conversely, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. Much hinges now on the meaning of that little word, trust. To trust, to have hope, to turn one's heart to God. Yet that means, it means to root the whole of your life, to ground and center your concerns in God. To trust and to turn one's heart to human beings means to root the whole of one's life, to ground and center one's concerns in the things of the world, in wealth and fame and power and honor and pleasure. And this is the great either-or. I'm stating it simply because Jeremiah states it simply. What is the center of gravity of your life? What is your ultimate concern? And we have a lot of concerns. I'm concerned about this and that, and about money, and about my family, and about success, and about my job, and about my health, and so on. But amidst all those concerns, there's some ultimate concern. There's some center of gravity of your life. That's what you are trusting in. That's where you're putting your faith. And the Bible here is asking us to answer the question. Which is it? God or human beings? God or the world? Remember that, pro- that passage from the book of Joshua? Joshua lays it on the line for the people of Israel. Do you serve the Lord or other gods? As for me and my family, we serve the Lord. One or the other. Either or. And you've got to make a decision. You find it too, of course, in the New Testament. Jesus tells his followers, either you're with me or you're against me. Oh, no, Lord, I, I think you're great, but I'm not, I'm not ready totally to commit myself. Then you're against me. Lord, I, I'm willing to follow you, but first let me bury my father. You're against me. Lord, I, yeah, I want to be your, your disciple, but first got to settle some things back home. You're against me. Finally, you have to choose. The spiritual power of this reading from Jeremiah is that it 
forces the question. It compels the question. And we would like mightily, most of us, to avoid this question. Oh, I'm, I'm okay with God. Yeah, I go to Mass every week, and yeah, I'm doing okay. But where's your faith? Where's your trust? What do you rely on? Now, the Gospel for today is taken from the sixth chapter of Luke. It's the famous Sermon on the Plain. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus goes up on a mountain and he gives the sermon. A similar sermon is given in Luke, but it's on the plain. But it, like the Jeremiah reading, is redolent of this either-or choice. Jesus lays out a series of blessings and a series of woes. And you're one or the other. Blessed are those who have their trust in the Lord. Woe to those who trust in the things of the world. It echoes the either-or of Jeremiah. Listen now to some of these blessings that we hear in Luke's Gospel. First, the Lord says, Blessed are you who are poor. Translate this. Blessed are you if you do not root your life in material wealth. How blessed are you if you do not trust in material wealth. Now again, nothing wrong with money, material wealth in themselves. But when they become the source and root and foundation of your life, now you have substituted them for God. Now you've put your trust where you shouldn't be putting it. That's just a abstraction. That's just a fantasy of preachers. Mm. A lot of people in our society who put their faith in material things. Do you? Well, what are some of the signs? How much time do you spend thinking about and worrying about wealth? How painful is it for you when you lose money? How tenaciously, now be honest, how tenaciously do you hold on to it? Do you find that you're never satisfied with the amount of money you have? Do you find yourself often comparing your wealth to that of others? Huh. What if we answer those questions very honestly? We answer them in the presence of God. They'll tell you a lot, I think, about the role that money and wealth are playing in your life. Are you putting your faith in it? Do you trust in it? Blessed are you if you don't. Next we hear, Blessed are you who are now hungry, and blessed are you who are now weeping. Translate this. Blessed are you if you do not root your life in sensual pleasure. Blessed are you if you do not trust, you don't put your faith in sensual pleasure. Now again, nothing wrong with money in itself. Nothing wrong with sensual pleasure in itself. I've often said Catholics are not Puritans. We like food and drink and sex and sensual pleasure. Nothing wrong with them. 
But when you center your life in them, when pleasure in its various varieties becomes the center of gravity of your life, now you do indeed have a spiritual problem. What are some of the signs? How much of your budget is given over to pleasure? You know, it's a very instructive spiritual exercise, Christians. Get out your checkbook. Go through it at the end of, oh, three or four months. What are you spending money on? That's a very good, not just an economic exercise, it's a very good spiritual exercise. What are you investing in? What are you spending money on? How much of it is spent on pleasure? How do you react when your life becomes painful? Whether it's emotional pain, physical pain, psychological pain. How do you react? How do you handle that pain? Do you shrink away from doing things you know you should do because it'll cost you? It'll take away your pleasure. How much time and energy do you spend providing pleasure for others? Hmm. The honest answer to those questions? Answering them before God? Might help you to see how much faith you're putting in pleasure. How much trust you're placing there. The Lord's saying, how blessed are you if you don't. That you trust in God. Then we hear, blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude and insult you on account of the Son of Man. Translate it. Blessed are you if you do not put your faith in the approval of others, in honor, glory, and attention. Ah, this is a very powerful temptation for many people. There are some people who will readily let go of wealth, even of pleasure, but who are addicted to approval. They want to be noticed, honored, held up for esteem. Again, nothing wrong with honor in itself. Nothing wrong with attention in itself. But when you trust in it, when you put your faith in it, you make it the center of gravity of your life, now you do indeed have a serious spiritual problem. What are the signs that perhaps you're trusting in this too much? How concerned are you with what other people think of you? Answer honestly before God. How much time do you spend worrying about the impression you're making? How thoroughly does it bother you when you're passed over for an honor? Hmm. Boy, you deserve that award. You deserve that recognition. Somebody else got it. How much does that bother you? How thoroughly does it bother you when someone else gets more attention than you do? Even in your circle of friends, suddenly someone else is more popular. Someone else is getting more attention. How much do you mourn when you're not honored, when you're not noticed? 
the honest answer to those questions, to answer them in the presence of God, can tell you how much faith you are putting in honor, to what degree you are trusting in the approval of other people. The Lord is saying, how blessed are you if you don't trust in these fleeting realities. Now, what does your life look like when you put your faith in something other than God? Jeremiah couldn't be clearer. Listen to him. He's like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Wow, powerful words, aren't they? Jeremiah is so good at these negative images. You've planted your life in honor. You've planted your life in wealth. You've planted your life in pleasure. You know what you're like? You're like a lifeless bush that enjoys no change of season. Standing in a lava waste. What's it like to have faith in God? Listen, he's like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not when the heat comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. When you're rooted in God, you're in the place of life. Listen, even when life becomes unbearable, even when life becomes terrible, even when you fail, you're rooted in that source of life, which is God. And that's why putting your trust and your faith there is so vitally important spiritually. Whom do you trust? Where do you put your faith? That's the wonderful either-or question posed by our readings today. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.